Hmm. All right, beautiful humans. Hello and welcome back. It's been quite some time, I must admit, since I did the last episode. But one of my commitments is to really be more in flow instead of just creating to create on some schedule that I feel I need to do, which is actually self-imposed. Um, we're moving more from the feminine, and that's my commitment both in this podcast and in all areas of my work. And yeah, with that being said, this is a podcast that I've wanted to do for quite some time. I was very inspired actually by Nadia Munla and Chris Bale's podcast as they shared about their relational journey and new paradigm relating and evolutionary relating as I feel that this has been something I've been talking about for years now. And today with me, I have two very special guests who have been a big part of this evolutionary new paradigm relating journey. And we're going to speak a bit about it. So with me today, I have Ava Tamar and Michelle Casper. And those of you who have been following our journey, some of you I know, maybe this is your first time connecting with us and we'll give you a bit of a background. Some of you have been following me and or us for four years, some of you maybe two years. But today we're going to talk a bit about our story, why we're all sitting here in a tent <laughs> in France, pretty much naked most of the time. And, um, yeah, how it's been to be on this journey together and we'll also weave in the work that we do and why it's so important and how it's created the life that we live. Mm. Um, and yeah, I do want to preface that we are at a nature camp in Frank, in Frank, I almost, <laughs> I also did that on the, in, on a voice notes today because it's Frank Kike. How do you say it in Dutch? Frankrijk. Frankrijk. <laughs> So yeah, I, we're in France <laughs> for the American over here at a nudist camp in a big, huge, beautiful bell tent. And you may hear some things in the background, so I just preface that for your own awareness. But nonetheless, without further ado, Ava Tamar. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. We've it's had a great it on. show to be on for four years. <laughs> Been liking the show so far. Yeah. Actually, it's funny when you say that I remember... When the podcast was driven for purpose, you and your partner then used to listen to the driven for purpose episodes. Yes. This is at the very beginning yes. when I was like still so yeah far from you in a way. You were just yeah. getting like, who's this American? Maybe you should start there. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it already came up, so it's really funny that that we start with this because when Michelle spoke into how it was moving through him st stepping into this podcast, I remembered when we did erotic prayer and mm -hmm. I came to assist when you and Sprout did the retreat, and you were sitting somewhere in a hammock talking to yourself filming on Facebook back then mm -hmm. and I remember watching you from afar thinking what is this woman doing <laughs> like what is she talking about who are the people who are watching this like what is this and there was judgment and there was like also curiosity and I really did not understand because I did not start with my whole Instagram journey yet and you were there as one of the first examples of really, yeah, setting the tone of, of sharing your life and sharing mm. your, your relationships online. Mm. Yeah. And look at where you and are look now. look at where we are now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I did not foresee that. I did not foresee that. Yeah. So I think maybe this is a, a beautiful entry point um, to Ava and I's relating journey. So, um, yeah, we met four years ago in 2019 at a temple, a different temple than erotic prayer. Um, this is the beyond temples that we have supported in for many years. And I came there with my then partner and you were there with your then partner. And, um, yeah, we met and, yeah, I was this new, I was like one of the only person who didn't know anyone in the field. Everybody was Dutch except for my partner, but everybody knew my partner. I felt very estranged and uh, kind of outside, which is my story, my life story of not belonging. So, of course, I put myself in a situation like that. And I meet you. And we had this very interesting connection, which you shared uh, the other day. And maybe you can share a short version of kind of... Yeah, this meeting point at this Tantric Temple. For those of you who are not aware, a Tantric Temple is a space, can be a day, can be a week, where we invite sexuality to bring us closer to ourselves first and foremost and to each other, to find truth, to find the shadows, to find depth through ritual, through practices. And both Ava and I were at this temple supporting and assisting. And why don't you share? Yeah, and I remember I was unpacking the decorations, which I was uh, uh, preparing. And you walked in, and the first thing, I will never forget it, the first thing that you said, like this this teeny tiny American girl walks in there, quite confident, in my opinion. Mm. Maybe a lot of things were happening underneath, but quite confident. And the first thing you said was, how can I support you, queen? That was the first thing you said. And, and I was like, great. <laughs> I wish everybody would walk into my life saying this sentence. And you were there and you, you, you came to offer your support. And I really feel that you did. And that was on a practical level. But I think on an emotional level, um, what Pooja decided was that I needed some guidance and assistance during the temple to navigate my relationship that I was in and you were there straight from the beginning like really offering such beautiful reflections and really supporting me and moving through these deep pieces that were touched upon Mm. around open relating because that's what that's what it came down to it was about okay my partner wants to be with other women and this touches upon so much jealousy inside of me like what do I do and you were there you were there as like a straight from the beginning not even knowing me as this hand Mm. on my back Mm. supporting me and softly guiding me into truth mm. and bigger expansion. Mm. Yeah. And then I always love to tell that the evening where you did end up in, in my worst nightmare, like worst case scenario, mm. where you connected with, with my partner in a, in a beautiful, heartfelt way, I already made such a big change because instead of exploding and bringing in a lot of drama, I brought myself in mm. from vulnerability. And we speak about this moment often where I came into the hot tub and I brought your hand to my heart, which was pounding a little bit like it is now, putting Mm. your hand on my heart and then my other hand on your hand and just being there, just feeling all these things between women like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is how it feels. Like there she is with my partner and there were you and you were feeling all your things and like all of this was there in that, in that holding of the heart. That's a very significant moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also, of course, what happened after, because then the contraction transformed into expansion and, and a beautiful cosmic energetic lovemaking, mm. which gave me the imprint of, ah, it can also turn into safety. Mm. I can change the story mm. of um, this other woman is always there to take my man away, mm-hmm. but she can also be there to enhance the experience mm-hmm. and be a very safe yeah, example, a safe haven for mm. what's also possible. Mm. And you've always been that, mm. like from that moment on. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the emotions already starting to come. Uh. What a significant like moment. I think mm-hmm. that in and of itself is such a pillar for how our relating journey has been. Like, like we didn't know that it would end up where we are four years later in a whole journey no in idea. between. But no this idea. is really setting the foundation. And, um, yeah, I feel from there, I think it's important to speak about, yeah, kind of our journey, how our journey unfolded, because we didn't know that we were going to be continuing to relate in some way. I went off to Bali after that. Somehow we stayed in connection, even though you don't do long distance I connection. Know, it's very weird. Never happens to me. <laughs> Never stay in contact after somebody leaves the country, but we, we did. We did. We yeah. did. And you were still going through, you have, we were both in quite toxic relationships at the moment. And I know that was a really great support for us. Um, I remembered you like wanted to take me on a date. You like invited me on a date, but I was so shy and I was feeling like really shy. I was like, I don't know. Then what would happen? And then does she like, how, how would we move? And you invited me to stay at your house after the temple. And I was like, ah, I was like way too shy. And yeah, I felt awkward. So it's funny. Also, that was like part of my journey. And I never do that. I usually never do that. Yeah. Like I never, like I have not taken the initiative so often in my life but yeah. with you I was like I'm gonna take her on a date and I'm just gonna say it I'm just gonna say it and I really want this to happen I, and I also did I did not have an idea yeah. I, I was really clueless about yeah. what was going to happen yeah. but I did well you felt very out. confident you felt very I was like here's this woman she's super confident so funny how we have the confidence but this was also my, my attraction to you because mm-hmm. you do really, like I don't feel smaller when I'm next mm-hmm. to you because you're confident I'm like yes this woman is confident like I want to be next to her I can stand with her beside her behind her in whatever way and I feel very like yeah supported in that it feels really good so it's interesting how this is yeah part of the journey so I go to Bali we stay in contact we're really going through very intense times with our partners and you're like this was 2019 end of 2019 you're like I need to get the fuck out of Holland it's starting to get dark it's cold my relationship is fucking shit right now I'm gonna go put myself on a beach and co- and you should you were thinking about either Copenhagen or Bali. I was in Bali with my partner and I'm like you should come to Bali. You decided to go to Copenhagen and eventually I end up going to Copenhagen after a whole journey. Yeah, you had to do a visa run anyway. I had to do a visa run anyways. It was March 17th. And I hear this trickle of like, ah, yeah, so there's this crazy virus and like airports are shutting down and the world's good. And I'm like, bull fucking shit. (laughs) Like a a virus is not going to shut down the world. Like everybody's, yeah. On the phone. Like, I'm like, it's going to close. Really, man, it's going to close. No way. No way. I don't believe this. I'm like, this is just all a bunch of like, you know, uh, yeah. (laughs) 
so I'm like, I'm going to Copenhagen. I'm going. It was March 17th. I needed to get anyways. I overstayed my visa on accident. I fly to Copenhagen. Takes like forever to get to Copenhagen. So by the time I got there, which was like 24 hours later, I received the news. Bali's borders are closing. And if you want to come, quote unquote, home, you need to come home now. And I remember being on this beach in Copenhagen and like our friends are freaking out. They're like, we're going to go back to the Netherlands because the world might end kind of like vibe stocking up on food, doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm just sitting here very calm in my system, knowing that I'm not going to go back. I just got here. I'm trusting the flow. I'm here on a beach in Copenhagen. There's plenty of coconuts. I'll be fine. And uh, I stayed and the Bali border shut and it was one month then two months, then three months, then six months, and we know how the story of COVID goes. So this was the beginning of a new chapter where you exited your toxic relationship. And With I a lot of help from you. Mm. Like that really needs to be said. Mm. I still say when I tell that part of the story, I still say that I don't think... I mean, mm. I would have done it eventually, mm -hmm. but now it went quite fast. I mean, all of this happened, the borders were closed, I decided to stay, like, I saw everybody leaving and I was like, why would you go back to the drizzly, like, shut down, locked down Netherlands where you can also be on a tropical beach? <laughs> Let's stay here. So I decided to stay and it was very clear that I had to leave that relationship, but it was because of the support I felt mm. and, and the really beautiful reflections, but also the very, like fierce boundary at a certain point mm -hmm. where you said I cannot connect with you I cannot be this close to you mm -hmm. if you go back to him mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I'm there like that's your decision I, I respect your decision it's your life you should do whatever you want to do and I cannot be near you mm -hmm. and I was like wow here's this beautiful woman and we weren't even like really relating yet you were just very close yeah we we're like best like, friends best yeah. friends and here's this beautiful woman who has all this wisdom and she is literally saying, I can't be close to you when you continue with this. Mm. Like if it's, yeah, if that's not divine guidance, mm. then I don't know anymore. Mm. Yeah. So it really helped. Mm. It really supported. Yeah. I remember the day you broke up with him also. Oh. And I remember like you crying on your bed. Yes. And like no I house. drove my scooter in the rain to like come hold you as you're like yeah, grieving like this almost finally letting go of this super talkers. How long were you guys in a relationship? Three years. Three years. Yeah. yeah. Three years of very toxic relating. Yeah. And a lot of back and forth. Yeah. With a lot of support from a whole With tribe. With a lot of support from a whole tribe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad I could be the stick in the door. How do you say that in Dutch? Uh, yeah, yeah. Stok tussen de stok achter de door. Stok achter de door. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. So. If from that moment, I was in an open relationship at the time. My partner was in Copenhagen or in Bali. We were also going through our whole journey of like being in business together and long distance and it wasn't going so well. And you end up going on Tinder, rebound of Tinder. Yeah. And you meet this amazing man named Adam. And many of you have followed us since this time. So you will get to see and hear our journey of this portal um, yeah. on this podcast. If that's you, please let us know. Send us a message. Let us know you've listened. 
And you meet Adam. Yeah. And Adam is this Israeli father of three beautiful daughters, like amazing man, really good-hearted, souled human. Photographer, Photographer and videomaker. And videomaker, which was perfect for us at the time as yeah. we're like highlighting our careers. <laughs> and you guys, I remember that night I was going um, to on a date with myself because I did, I was, this was when I was like deep into my self-pleasure practices, self-pleasuring every day. And um, yeah, I was taking myself on a date. I, I still remember the dress I was wearing. Purple dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was already know. <laughs> I was, I was, I just pulled up to my, my beach hut and I remember. With the baguettes. And, and a, a bottle, bottle of, of wine, wine. <laughs> sticking out of your, of your bag, and we cross paths. Yeah, and you're like, what are you doing? Who are you meeting tonight? Yeah. Like, who is this wine baguette and this outfit for? Like, who, who's the lucky guy? And you're like laughing like you're not laughing right yeah. now. You're like, he. Yeah, yeah. It's me. Yeah, I'm taking myself. I gotta, you know, walk my talk here. So I took myself on my own romantic dinner date and it was in that moment where Adam was like, I want to take you out. And then you were like, I want to take her out too. And that was how we started. And we, I remember also being shy, but being excited. And I was like, yeah, if you're really serious, let's go. And um, our first date was an acid trip. <laughs> That went wildly sexual. <laughs> and it was amazing and fun. And it was our first threesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Besides the energetic lovemaking in the hot tub with yeah. my ex-partner. Yeah. And the, the like the half attempt that we, that we had with him. We also had a, an attempt before we broke up. In your oh, shots. yeah. That yeah. was terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I was never, I was never into him. No, like, I never, never trusted no, him. No, no. I never felt, yeah, I never, my, I could never open to him because I never trusted him. But with Adam, it was different. Yes. And, and this kind of became, um, yeah, a really beautiful beginning of our lovership, which then turned into partnership. And I remember I was kind of like the third wheel. So it was like her and Adam. And then they kind of had all the processy stuff that goes on in relationships. And I was, <laughs> I was just the third wheel. I got to fly in and out whenever it was pleasure time, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that was amazing for me because it really felt like it, it, I was able to relate more deeply and on a different level with you. I was able to relate more deeply and on a different level with Adam. I didn't have to be involved in the emotional drama or processing, which was great for me. I also had my relationship back in Bali, which was like kind of kept that safe. So it was a really beautiful kind of first beginning of our connection. And we took lots of photos and did lots of art projects and did lots of filming and video. And this was kind of like really when you stepped more into the Instagram scene and started like creating yeah your work in the world yeah and sharing what was happening so really sharing our journey sharing adam was really up for that you were really up for that so it was easy to bring that online and it was easy to start sharing about our story where i felt that this was such a significant part of what was possible in new paradigm relating yeah. like here we are we're two best friends we're living on this island we have so much fun why not share sexuality why yeah. not be in in a 
a more intimate connection why not have fun and share my part like why not yeah and that was a very new imprint for me yeah yeah and I had for years always wondered why like I'm like I have sexy friends I love them they're sexy they're amazing humans I can feel their sexuality that's wanting to move but at this point I wasn't fully in the tantra scene because 2019 was when I started getting into the tantra scene but before that I had been seeing like all of the sexual energy that wants to move but nobody did it because they were afraid it would quote unquote fuck up their relationship like sex ruins things or sex complicates things or all these stories and narratives that we have and I say yes when you don't have the tools and the containers and the practices and conscious communication to navigate vulnerable hearts but I never understood why people would go want to get fucked on tinder with some random person who gives two shits about you or a bar or wherever and you wouldn't want to make love with your best friends yeah Mm. yeah and that was a very new imprint for that to be safe. Even though I had, like, I did fool around with almost all my girlfriends. <laughs> I do have to say, like, all my girlfriends in the past who wanted to have a more more sexual experience with a woman, they would just ask me. <laughs> and nine out of ten times, I would be, yeah, it would happen. It mm-hmm. would be very naturally. And it mm-hmm. never fucked up the relationship. Yeah. It never ruined the friendship. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that imprint. But this was new because it was together with a partner. Yeah. And that was a new imprint. Ah, okay, this is going to be safe. Yeah. He's not going to choose her, even though that did come up. Yeah. Even though we did have to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. Many times. Many times. Like, oof, this is painful. Or oof, this touches upon fear. Or oof. Yeah, now I do see something happening between Mm. the two of you. And I think the moment where I first really felt that was when he expressed that he had the desire... To go on a date To go on a Mm one-on-one intimate date Mm -hmm. with you. Yeah, yeah. Hey. So we fast forward and we spent six months in the best, amazing COVID portal ever on a tropical island, really, like, everybody else was having a terrible time. We had a great time. Best time. Best time. Yeah. And then he was going off because he had to leave, go back to Israel with his three children. I was still, like, supposed to be meeting my partner at the time. There was only one place we could go, which was Amsterdam, because I was American, he was Canadian, and she was Dutch. And I could bring you in. And she could bring me in under... And Canadians could come. And Canadians could come under the partnership agreement. So we filed all these paperwork, smuggled me into the country... <laughs> And um, at that moment, just before, Adam had broken up with Ava, which was really hard for her. Mm. Um, so she was heartbroken. Yeah. And then I were, were in Amsterdam in COVID thinking that it would be easy to get an apartment. I don't know why we thought that because even not during COVID, it's not easy to get an apartment <laughs> in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We have such a bigger budget. And it was like still not so much of a budget. But we ended up finding a place after a lot Beautiful. of challenge. And... I remember my boyfriend was going to come visit me. He was going to fly from Bali and he was at the airport with all of his stuff and my stuff. And I just felt a huge piece in my belly saying, don't come. Don't come. I am not available for this. This is not what I want. Don't come. I cannot take responsibility for you. I remember he was not able, like, he want all of the responsibility fell onto me for finding us a house and us a place in a country that I didn't know with a language that I didn't speak. And it was like our responsibility. He wasn't, he, we were, our relationship was already very rocky at this point. And I had tried to break up a few times. And this was the moment where I said, do not come. This does not feel good. 
And that was a really sad moment mm. because I remember with photos with him in the bags and his really sad face at Bali Airport. And I just could not take responsibility. Like I said, if you want to come for you and only for you and you're coming for you, then you can come. But do not come and expect something to be here because I cannot promise that after everything we've gone through. Yeah. And that was a huge portal for me that ended up in a lot of heartbreak and business demolishing and while I was in the middle of a really big launch and, and it was really, really hard. And I think this is really the moment where our partnership began because then it was like, okay, the men are out. We were expecting to be here with four. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like four constellation and yeah. now we're with two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The men are out. Yeah. We're heartbroken. We've got a masculine up. Find our place. Find our house. Figure out how money works, visas work, situation. Do we get married so that I can stay in the country? Is that even possible? What's happening? Um, and, and this is really where I feel like this kind of solid bond of like, I've got you and you've got me really started to happen and there was more than just lovers who were kind of like in this floaty game and it became it became partnership yeah I think that gradually happened yeah. it just really grew into that the circumstances changed life happened the way it happened and there we were yeah navigating yeah. corona heartbreaks business disillusions and uh, living in the city living in the city and I remember because I was gonna stay I remember this was the first time I'm like Holland's home I feel like this is my home I want to stay I want to commit this feels really good and then with all of the stuff that was happening with Sprout in the business I lost a bunch of money because all the money was going into his account I learned many lessons <laughs> Thank you, um, spirit. Thank you, spirit. <laughs> thank you, spirit, for the lessons. We yeah. grow. <laughs> yeah. And basically, I didn't have enough money to stay. I didn't have enough money to get my visa going. And I remember there was a temple happening, and I was prepared to be in it with you guys and with everyone. And I had to choose to uh, leave the country because I didn't have the money to stay. And I went back and to Bali. Visa ended. My visa ended. You yep. only got three months. Yep. And I went back to Bali and you stayed here. And then there was this, okay, well, what do we do? Where do we move from here? And you're like, okay, I'm coming to Bali. And then <laughs> she goes to this temple and she's still like wanting to find partnership and um, goes on a Tinder date and meets this guy. And I remember I'm sitting in <laughs> Bali. I've been in Bali for a month processing, crying, grieving, embodying myself, like really like in this portal of losing my, my business, losing my ability to stay in a country that I wanted to stay in, losing a ton of money, um, and still needing to find my way to pull myself together by January because that's when my new group container was happening. And I was just mm. a complete mess falling apart. And then I receive a message just before Christmas that Ava had met someone on Tinder and now she's questioning whether she's coming to Bali to see me, to be with me or not. And I remember I'm just looking at Michelle's face like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember in her face being super guilty. Yep. I remember like sitting there and being like, okay. Okay. <sighs> If you really feel that this tender man that you've known for two dates is going to be the person that, like, you want to, like, spend your life with or whatever after two dates and you don't want to come to Bali with me when Bali's borders are closing because this was when another lockdown was going to happen, if you really, truly believe that that's your truth. And this has always been a thing for us. Like, no matter what happened, 
I will love you and support you regardless. And I always kind of had this like story. I remember saying it multiple times. Like if you fall in love with a Portuguese man and like want to go to Portugal or something and like, and, and, and he wants more of like a monogamish relationship and then I will, I will constellate myself around that. Like it's okay. Like I really care about your happiness and I want us to continue to relate in truth. And that's my priority. And so this was a moment where I'm like, I thought it was ridiculous because it was a man she knew for two dates and she met him on Tinder and she was going to potentially not come to Bali on our, on our journey. But I was willing to take that. I was like, okay, if this is really, if this is really your truth and you really feel sure about that, then like, who am I to question you? But I wasn't. Thank God she came to her senses for many reasons. Because you got to spend the next six months of the second corona lockdown in a in tropical Bali. island in Bali with me. Yeah. Yeah, I made the right decision. You made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I really do feel that because you gave me the freedom, because you didn't push, because you didn't say, no, you didn't like get into a tantrum and say, you have to come, you have to come. I could really feel what was the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, may that be an imprint for all those listening, because I think this is something that plays out often. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you came to Bali. We were still in partnership. I felt like our partnership continued. We were on an amazing journey in Bali for six months. I ended up getting another lover that was bringing up pieces for you. We had some nice shared threesome experiences, some better than others. We uh, continued on our journey of sharing. We started our YouTube channel, which, by the way, if you guys don't yet know, we still need to watch our YouTube. <laughs> but if you haven't yet seen this old version of Alvin and Amanda. How to Lick a Pussy video is still going strong. Yep, How to Lick a Pussy. By 60k, yeah, and yeah, growing. yeah, yeah, and we, we we created all kinds of um, uh, yeah, vlogs, and we just had a really good time creating and creating content, and we kind of paired up and we held events in Bali, um, and then we decided it was time to come back to Amsterdam and to start a new chapter and a new life in Amsterdam, and this was August of 2021. Wow. And I came back. You were living in the Prinsengracht. You had a different boyfriend at the time. And you said, come with me, live with me, we'll figure it out. Now I had the money to do my visa. And I came to live with you in this little teeny tiny apartment uh, in Amsterdam while you were, uh, yeah, also part-time there, part-time with Flores. And this was when I feel like our relationship... Uh, of partnership had started to shift like energetically like we were still in it together but there was something that was slightly different for me um and we were still doing life together but there was something that I was like ah yeah because we always knew that our deepest truth was that we both wanted a man by our side like our deepest truth. I mean, she really wanted a throuple, which I was never available for. That would have been my like. Yeah, ultimate dream. Yes. And you kind of, you're still creating your dream in some way. Yes. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> She's a powerful manifester, as she yes. says, and anyone around her knows. Yes. So, yeah, we, you started to date um, Flores. I saw how happy that was making you, just having a masculine by your side and, and the difference that that was making for you. We decided to move in together in a bigger apartment in the Jordan. And then we started the Jordan journey. And the intention with this house was always to create community. 
the intention to come back to Amsterdam was to bring all the magic that we had learned in Copenhagen, in Bali, and to, to create community. Yeah. Yeah. And what I think is important, what you touch upon is, is the fact that we both knew all this time that we wanted to have a masculine by our side. Yeah. I think, and I share this often, it would have been much more difficult if only one of us yeah. ha- would have that desire yeah. and it would have been enough for the other. Yeah. I think, yeah, that would have been potentially a very painful mm-hmm. journey or separation if that was, but this truth was always underneath. Mm-hmm. And I think something we've done really well and why our relationship has been able to evolve so much is because we've always, most of the time, been able to be very true from the beginning and sometimes some things were harder to speak in and maybe it didn't happen as soon as it should have or could have but we've always continued to commit to like really bringing in where are we and what do we need and what do we want and what do we desire yeah and um i think that's a basis for anyone who's listening here um that this i think is the foundation for for conscious relationships and for evolutionary relationships or relationships that are beyond all boxes which is what we came to be <laughs> i remember where we were we were in this in the little sauna deco ah outside and we just we'd already moved into our new house yeah yeah and you you felt like that something had changed yeah. and you wanted to speak into that mm-hmm. and yeah bop was born yeah because you were very attached to she was very attached to labels and and she liked boxes in a way and I was like, I don't feel like we are in the box. I don't feel like we're lovers anymore. I don't feel like we're partners. I don't feel like we're best friends. I kind of feel like we're all of it. And I and, and we need and I needed to create something so that she felt safe. So my nervous system wasn't like, oh, just she's leaving me. Oh, my God. This yeah. is the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think this is something interesting to, to, to speak into maybe a little bit later. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Like if that still might be true. Huh. It seems like it, that comes out of a controlling way and maybe that's mm. kind of well, I think mentioned. by now Bob has like evolved in something in and of itself mm-hmm. I see it as this like living organism mm-hmm. and I'm no longer and, and and we'll come to this part of the story like I'm I'm no longer boxing it or putting like a definition around it or or, or yeah I, I feel it is like a breathing living organism mm. and it just moves with us and grows with us mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what it has done is first I needed it so it's great that you say that I needed it to feel safe and I needed it to to transform and and move into that next chapter of where we were moving into and now i i see it as yeah as if it is just our shared entity Mm. our shared Mm. yeah it's almost an entity of its Mm -hmm. own Mm -hmm. yeah and by now i think i'm i'm yeah even less attached to what the box means it's also no longer a box it's just what i think that we are Mm -hmm. and we're beyond all those boxes Mm -hmm. and and it still has a bit of everything in it yeah and sometimes one more than the other but it is like really still a form of life partners it's still best friends it's still sometimes lovers it's still it's still it is the whole package Mm. but then beyond Mm. Mm. so it feels like from the controlling fear-based wanting to have it named into moving that uh, the 
the fear of the unknown moving into seeing the beauty of the unknown. Mm. Yes. Yes. I'm summarizing that correctly. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and the deeper trust that is now established with it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. mm. still everything can happen, but yeah. it feels as if there are such there are such deep roots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That mm. automatically creates lots lots of safety. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So we became box, um, which also gave me more space and freedom to like feel like energetically. Also, I had a bigger space to move in that was less controlled because it also felt not that you were controlling, but it the partnership thing was also and this is something we've talked a lot about like for men because we both desired men to come in and she was dating someone at the time and I was really wanting to be with someone and like it is we are a powerful duo and even when you saw us it was after me and Yuri which had already we had already been bops so we had already transitioned from partners to bops and we had already there had been a huge shift in the relationship because most of my time was being taken by Yuri at this point so there was already a lot more space but we had learned and felt that like it was intimidating for many men to step into like we're already big energies in and of ourselves and now there's two of them and while we're like oh my god it's amazing why wouldn't you want that uh yeah i think a lot of the men were like Okay, ah, this is this is a lot. It's already a lot with one woman, and um, now there's two. And how do I fit in that? And if they have each other, where is my space to claim? And do I want that? Do I want this extra piece? And it's a yeah. It was a big, even painful journey. I think for for both of us because you ended up breaking up with Flores. I ended up getting in a relationship with Yuri. And, um, yeah, then there was still this search and this desire for deep partnership. And how does that work when there's a bop? And it's a very special man who will and would be willing to see and feel the beauty of that. And I think in our evolution with me, with Yuri and you with Michelle, um, it's, it was kind of like breaking the rigidity of the bop. Like, the bop still had its own rigidity. Mm. And then, like, Yuri came in and it broke a bit more of that rigidity because then the way that we shared time was slightly different and, like, the energy was moving in a slightly different way. And then Yuri stepped out. and But there was still... Now there was more space. And then Michelle was able to step more in because there had already been more space in between, yeah, the bop experience. And I think that alone... And this is what I was feeling when I'm like, we need something different than partners or whatever box because our deepest truth is that we want strong beautiful amazing men who we want to lean into and vice versa while still having a shared experience yeah and i'm curious michelle just as a side note before we get to that whole portal of when you stepped in fully but Mm. how was it just from when you first saw us without really knowing so much like, I don't know. I'm curious how it was to see us together and what your idea or understanding of our relationship was. And did you have an understanding and how did it feel in your experience? That's very interesting because you already talked about a few things of how you related towards each other and, and what kind of past you had. And uh, I didn't have a clue. I didn't know. Yeah. And I saw you two together. I thought like, oh, maybe they're already like fully a pair mm. and some 
one is like pulling me in but I I've never ever felt discouraged mm. never ever felt scared mm. uh, I was pulled in even more because like it, it interests me mm. like wow what's what's going on this is so unique and I see so much beauty and synergy with these two powerful women and that mm. what you said like two powerful women that's very uh, daunting for a lot of men mm. yeah it just draws me in mm. <laughs> mm. and I think that says a lot about where I'm going and where I want to go mm-hmm it's always in the partnership that attracts you what part of you mm-hmm. you want to see more of mm-hmm. and I think that's something I wanted to see more of so it just mm. drew me in mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's why I say like for the right type of it took a, a the quote-unquote right type of person who mm. could see and feel the beauty that was here and I think my ex yeah. I think there was ways in which he was kind of used to it because of his tantric mom and the journey. And then I think he's he's actually quite traditional at his core. And that there were also parts of the bop that he loved and parts that he was like, wait a second, does this really fit into my reality or my projection of my future and how I thought my life would look like or how I thought it would be? Um, and although that wasn't fully expressed, so it could be a projection of mine, I really felt that on a deeper layer, there were pieces that were touching him where he was just questioning, like, is this really, is this really how I want to spend the rest of my life? And do I dare to speak into the places where maybe I'm a yes to, and maybe I'm a no to. And communication was always a bit of a challenge for us in general. So Mm -hmm. curious how you see that or you feel that. I didn't, uh, see this until after. Mm. But afterwards, it made a lot of sense. Mm. And I do feel that at half a year, also a lot of things came up for me personally, like seeing that from afar. And 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 this is also why I had a lot of understanding and a, and a lot of compassion for you when it happened the other way around with, with when Michelle came in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I do think that I was more optimistic Mm-hmm. And I was more looking at the positive side of it all, mm-hmm. still thinking, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing because when he can't be there, I will be there. Mm-hmm. Like it's, the, it's the dream of every man. So when you can't process, you can go to your bop. Like it's, yeah. 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 Why wouldn't you love that? Yeah. But I think in hindsight and looking back at it and yeah, now knowing what I know, yeah. Now I see it a little bit different, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And it was also a lot of beauty. Totally. It was amazing. It was very, we had lots of amazing, amazing yeah. moments. Mm. Yeah. Until <clears throat> the, yeah, the hardest portal of my life, the hardest initiation of my life happened, which was when I, um, he chose to end the relationship. Um, he told me, and it was very strange because we had such a beautiful relationship, lots of chemistry. It came out of the blue for many people. Um, and his story or his reason for ending the relationship was that I wasn't the mother of his children. And that to me was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. And at that point, I hadn't really thought about children. He was the first man that I was like, huh, I could really consider that. Like, I never wanted them. We were so adamant on that before. I never wanted them. Then I was like, wow, I could actually consider that with this man. And then he breaks up with me, tells me I'm not the mother of his children. It was incredibly painful. It was literally about a year ago today. Um, And... Yeah, that became a very, very painful period, which you were such a huge part of. And this was around the 
period where we were finally like, let's make our house a temple home and let's really create and call in the community that we've been saying that we want to do and let's initiate these temples. And in August of last year, we initiated our first temple trilogy. And I remember during this period, you did were... Did he come to the first yes, one? He did. Really? He did. Really? Yes. Was this, this the first? This is the kind of details that she knows. Well, yeah. I didn't know that yeah. either. Yeah, it was the yeah. first one. Yeah. And we, we had done wow. it before, but not in the house. We had done it once before for your birthday in mm. the house mm. for Dark Desires. Mm. That was when we could we felt, felt the magnitude of what was possible in that house. Yeah. But yeah, and so what was interesting also is like she was going on all these tender dates and like really like I'm just like I would look at her and I'd be like, what are you doing? Like your man is not going to come from a tender date. I'm sorry. He's just not. He's going to come from a workshop, like go to a workshop, create something like he's going to come from that place. He's not going to come from tender. And little did we know, Miss <laughs> Beckham was right. Life advice, life <laughs> advice. Go to the places, you yeah. know, go to the environments where you feel most alive. Feel most alive and where you can meet someone that is in alignment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. of what you want to bring in, what mm. you want to call in. Yeah, but in also when, when you say something like that, you, you, you hang on to something like that. And the universe always gives you something from a different angle. Otherwise, you can cling on to something like that, and then oh, it's gonna happen now. Oh, yeah, it depends gonna on now. the energy. Otherwise, you're gonna exclude sure. something. So it's yeah. just a mm-hmm. little bit fine tuning that. Yeah, it depends on it depends on where you come from. Like, yeah. if I'm going to look for something versus I'm just being me, showing up, doing the things that I love, trusting that life will unfold with me and for me from that place because I'm honoring myself. Exactly. Yeah. But I yeah. find a, a, a the fine tune is important. Yeah. yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. right around this time, we were launching deeper intimacy which was a whole journey in and of itself. It's like, we're like, okay, we have these amazing relationships. We have amazing tools. Our sex life, our relational life, our intimacy life has never been better. We never had any of this before. How can we give some of these tools and some of these practices to the world so that everybody can experience this level of deep, connected intimacy that we get to have almost on a daily basis because our sex lives are out of this world. Our relationships have never been more fulfilling. And we knew that this was a gift that we were able to transmit. And we created a course called Deeper Intimacy, which is 10 tantric date nights for couples. And this was a whole initiation portal because I was coming through heartbreak um, in that period of time Yuri and I started to connect again. Um, my heart was still very open. This was the first time I fully chose someone in relationship. Usually I'm always the one that has one foot out the door. I leave. I fully chose this human. I'm like, there's no way. Like, of course, he's, he's just scared. He's, you know, in his avoidance, whatever, whatever. There's no way he'll walk away. Then he started to start slowly coming back. Michelle walks into our first temple. They had a really... I was also very attracted to you. I remember when you walked in and I could feel your energetic... And I was like, Paula Sontoing you. I was like, ooh, who is this guy? <laughs> Hello. We had some sexy people in that temple. There was a, there was like one or two other people where I was like, mm, oh, yeah. I remember the other guy who was... You put me in connect... Anyways, it's funny how it all worked out. Um, so Michelle and Ava ended up having a beautiful, beautiful exchange that evening where I was holding point for the temple while they were like running energy till the cows went home or our people our, our humans our community and <laughs> it's, it's an english expression right? you have, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we're gonna we're gonna whatever until the cows go home so meaning like you're gonna <laughs> you don't have that no oh i get to i get to <laughs> no 
no, it's like, it's like finally I get the English expression. You guys have so many Dutch expressions. Yeah. So this is like, uh, like we're gonna make love until the cows come home is like an example, or we're gonna do whatever till the cows come home, meaning like they don't very come late. Home. Yeah, night. exactly, yes. exactly. It's yes. just a perfect image of like when yeah. the cows go home. <laughs> 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 the temple, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. So yeah, you guys ended up having your first connection, and it was a few weeks later that Yuri was coming back in my life. I think this is a very important moment because you came in at an absolutely pivotal time in my life and in our lives and our relational lives um and it was really beautiful to have you there even though it was really challenging and it was beautiful on multiple levels so yuri comes in things almost seem like they're like nothing ever happened there's periods of like moments i remember even looking at you bob and being like what's happening and and you're like i don't know i'm so confused it's it's like he's it's like nothing ever happened it's like you guys are back together it's very strange he was saying you're not my woman you're not the mother of my children but then acting very differently mm. it was very confusing for me um we ended up one week spending together almost every day um cooking for me dancing together taking ceremonies and um in that week during our deeper intimacy launch I got pregnant and um, yeah, that was a huge moment in my life, in our lives, um, very painful moment. I remember my period hadn't started yet. It was our second temple. We had led of the temple trilogy, the one in September and the next morning I took the test and I realized that I was pregnant. And Yuri and I, the week before, decided to stop talking. I stepped out of the relationship. I said, I can't do this anymore. It doesn't feel good to me. I need to step out. And then I had to call him the next day and tell him that I had something very important to tell him. And that was another really deep portal because we were still filming Deeper Intimacy. We had just announced our um, biggest event of the year that we had been planning on doing for a long time, which was our Mr. and Mrs. Conscious Tantric Parties. And I was in this navigation of what do I do? And I'm curious how that was for you, if you want to share. kind of. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's, uh. I feel so far away because so much has happened ever since. And then again, it is very, very vivid. Like I still remember that moment where you wake me up in the early morning and I'm like, she never wakes me up. Like there, like there must be something going on and you're sitting there and you're asking for confirmation for the test. And, and I knew in that moment that fuck, whatever's going to happen, this will change everything. And it did it did, and I think it was, um, yeah, to be so close to it for for that that whole period of the pregnancy and and the termination. It's, it's it's very transformational. Mm. Like even though I've not gone through it myself, like to be there and to be so close to you and to see the the, the deep sadness and the grief and the pain. Um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is still a very, yeah. <sighs> yeah, a very painful period to think back 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, to dig back up. It's it's. Yeah, I do feel I, I do feel that moment where I told you no matter what you choose. I remember. And no matter what you choose, I will stand next to you. You know, it's it's I will be there. And um, and that, and that was true. That's mm. my truth. That mm. has been my truth. It would have looked a lot different. And uh, um, I still stand like I would have stand behind you no matter what. And I stand behind this choice as well. And I think with a father that was not willing to to choose and to accept and to yeah commit, I do think that this is yeah for the best, even mm-hmm. though it is extremely painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that whole journey. And then and then Michelle in the background. I remember also telling him, you know, like yeah. this is the hardest thing we've ever had to navigate. It is, yeah, it's, it's literally life and death. It's so big. It, 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 it almost felt sometimes too big. Yeah. It felt too big. Like it felt like I wasn't really prepared and you're never prepared. And this wasn't about me and my body, but I, I also wasn't prepared for it in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think it also touched upon a lot of things in, oof, inside of me, change, you know, big changes. Mm-hmm on the horizon quite suddenly mm-hmm. and then trying to be there as much as I could for you, but then mm-hmm. having all these emotions myself. Um, yeah, I think for everybody who has ever navigated such a, such a heartbreaking, almost yeah impossible choice. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is. Yeah. It was, it was, it was one of the deepest portals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I didn't even have to go through it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying that you were there no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I remember that that was, I felt very true. And that was, again, this, like, mm-hmm. backbone that, like, yeah, no matter what, we've got each other. And no matter what, we ch- and that's huge to say that, you mm-hmm. know, because that's not, not just a weekend we're talking about. We're talking about a, a lifetime. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to bring the focus to Michelle because you were really a, a super strong backbone um, during this period of the abortion. Mm. And and we weren't even together. You weren't together yet. But I remember like things were really shaky in our relationship for multiple reasons because of this. But mainly even bigger than that is the house. And I was feeling since June that I need to get out of the house. And I stayed and I needed to get out of the house and then being pregnant and feeling what it's like to potentially provide for something that's bigger than me and feeling the life choices that I was making and how it was feeling like suffocating for me and how I didn't have the capacity to provide for myself and a child, especially with such a high pressure of a rent Um, and the nervous system and my overload and everything and and so we started to like this thing that had been there really started to come up even more as this initiation into motherhood was in my horizon, regardless of my choice. But you were there during this period. And yeah, I'm curious how it was. Like that's an intense thing to step into the most intense period of our life. And we've had some intense periods. But yeah, how was that for you? Also being a man, like I'm just very curious. Yeah. Mm. If you want to share. It's interesting right now, an airplane passes over, like giving this 
deeper, lower mm. vibe that it brings. Mm. In a way, I wanted to say it's, it's soothing to what happens because it brings more of that vibe. That it, it, it felt so grim. Mm. It felt dark. It felt, felt a lot of loneliness, mm-hmm. even in that. And I really recognized that. Mm. And yeah, I stepped into a house. <laughs> I didn't fully step into it, but like I felt really connected and felt like uh, there was... I always see, almost see it as a, as, a, as a polarity, like there was a, a big space where I could really provide in a way, be a backbone, be a support in just doing the things in and around. Mm. Because I also felt that the connection between us was like, well, not to say, um, I wanted to say awful. It was not awful at all, but it was... it was um, Challenging. It was very challenging. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um because of uh yeah we'll, we'll get into those things later a little bit i guess um let me see what i want to say yeah i feel like i could support mostly even through ava because mm-hmm. ava was your direct line mm-hmm. and i was right behind ava mm-hmm. and i could facilitate a lot of things to provide and to make it feel safe to make it to make it a little bit easier yeah i mean you were a huge emotional point f- for her yeah um because in this this was the first time i ever felt you kind of being slightly avoidant like it was so much for your system as you mentioned almost even too much Mm. the first time in our whole history and i felt very lonely i'm like great now i have almost kind of you were there and i know that you would have been there but it was so much for you also knowing what i was going through with yuri and everything and i felt like i was super alone i have a fucking child in my belly i have two partners well one that's not he stepped out he's definitely very not available and then i have this other one that is just too much for her system she's an overload she can also feel the undercurrent that i'm about to get out of the house which was also a huge wound for you and then michelle was like kind of really the only backbone supporting you and that was a super big trigger for me because you not only look similar to my ex you have like a similar physique and energy and you know the long hair man but spiritual man kind of vibe um (laughs) which is not at all my type um (laughs) i'm changing that story um but you also, like, in the beginning, were also kind of in and out. Like, you were there, but then there were moments where you're, like, fully in, and then you would step out. And then, then there was, like, this wobble. And when everything was wobbling in my life, the last thing mm. I wanted to wobble was a man that would... And so I saw so many men come and go in Ava's life of her really opening up and fully saying, I choose you, I want to be with you, and then them leaving. And that was always very hard on me to watch her go through heartbreak. And I was like, I don't know if I can trust you. Like, it's so great that you two have a good connection and I don't know if I can trust you because you are moving the way that someone who just hurt me deeply or allowed to hurt me deeply has moved. And I don't know if I can trust you. And it was this really, that was like my main piece with you, even though I saw you and I like felt like a lot of love and gratitude and appreciation from you, even from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. there was also this huge wound inside of me. That's like, I don't know if I can trust you and you need to prove after going in and out already in the beginning, you need to prove to me that you are worthy of my trust because I trusted someone and he fucking let me down. And, 
then that was definitely being projected onto you as a safety for myself. And yeah, from this moment, like I knew that I needed to step out of the house and I needed to do something different, which was scary and vulnerable Mm -hmm. and brought up a lot for our connection. It was the biggest rupture in our relationship. If you want to speak a little bit to your experience in that. Yeah, I noticed that it uh, still it still touches me because if I if I want to speak about it, I I need to tap into what I was feeling back then, and it was so painful. It was so painful, and in hindsight, maybe so needed. And and I know everything now worked out for 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 the better. But in that moment, it was like, yeah, my deepest wound was to be left or the, the story that somebody would leave me and then it would happen. It did happen. Mm. Even though I never, like, I never felt you were leaving me. Mm. Uh, the choice was to, to, to move out of a, a, a living situation that I was not ready to leave in that moment. I wasn't ready. And uh, I also understand that now. I also see now what needed to happen for me to grow into that next chapter and I wasn't ready and in high you know sometimes I think oh what if like what if I would have just easily moved with you out of the house what what would have happened and then again I think this was yeah it was all part of the 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 bigger evolution of many Mm -hmm. many things that wanted to unfold um and I think the sadness that I still feel is is the way how my human reacted sometimes mm-hmm. and understanding I already knew back then but I, I, I couldn't really act on it um, but really understanding how much of a rupture that was mm-hmm. that I could not like I could not hold and and process process these big emotions Mm -hmm. so they were coming out left and right Mm -hmm. and um yeah i do i do i do regret that Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. um yeah but i took it so personally Mm -hmm. because it felt like the life that i built and the the home that i had that yeah half of that literally went went away walked away and I didn't understand why. Back then, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Now I do. But back then, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I did not understand that we couldn't move past that. It was that it was not possible to move through it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was like so painful because I saw you then in that period stepping more and more in and hearing you guys make love. And hearing you guys be in this like super new relationship energy, lovey-dovey, I was on one hand so happy for her because this is everything she wanted and you're the exact archetype of everything that I wanted that just left me. And then you guys are in this amazing expansion and I'm in the deepest, darkest, most oppressive period of my life. And 
hearing you, feeling you, seeing you was just on top of my nervous system. And me saying that I needed to get out of the house since June um, was just way too much. Just way too much for me. And I also felt that I it wasn't fair to you and where you guys were at in your space. It wasn't fair to me and the pain that I had to endure. Um, and, it, and it was already something that was in my field for quite some time. So I had to step out. And uh, you moved in. <laughs> how how long after I moved out? A month? No, six hours. Six hours. You left the house in the morning, and he moved in in the afternoon. But officially, he moved all of his stuff in. There was there was multiple levels and stages of moving yeah. in. Yeah. And this was, I already was there for like three days before that week before. Yeah, I remember. To, to, to just test things out and to yeah. see how it feels. And we both felt like, okay, this feels way too solid. Mm. Like we've already lived this. Mm. And I see this as a sort of, um, as something that was meant to happen exactly like this mm. in a way. And yeah, it's a bit grim mm. to say that it, it, it went under these circumstances, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it, eventually when I look back to it, it, it it's so fitting yeah it was needed for her like I often said and yeah. our friends often also said like I don't know how I I don't know how you would have done it with me leaving without you I don't know how because mm. it was already absolutely like smashing to you at me walking out and going to live outside the city was as I think painful for you as the abortion was for me. It was on a similar caliber. Yeah. Like it was really, and you had Michelle there, which he could be now what I am for you guys, kind of like this middle person of helping you see and fear, feel and speak with compassion and come to the higher self and, and, and really trying to kind of be the cushion between the fiery blows that I was receiving. And also encouraging me, like you often encourage, like I didn't want to come to sister circles in your house and I would like wanting to avoid and retract. And he would say, no, just go. It's important. Just go. And and that really helped. It really helped to have that Hmm. push to continue. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a lot of these... Uh, situations where I could really feel Amanda, I could really feel Ava, and could see both the sides, and I was so in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is so horrific, and this is so beautiful, and mm-hmm. you're just not seeing this part, and mm-hmm. you're not seeing, and it's oh, and I, I, I could, I could see the the mm-hmm. pains, and I felt like a mediator sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was difficult and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And also so necessary for, for what I felt to, to see, in a way, a big breakup mm-hmm. between yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it, it felt so necessary. And I could could see it from a little bit of meta perspective. Why did you think it was so necessary? To establish something new. To establish what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yes. I yes. also feel like it was necessary. And I think this was the breaking of the bop, the, the container of the bop. Hmm. Like, I feel like this moment was the breaking of the container of the bop. Yeah. Um, so that the bop could become this entity rather than this rigid thing that has walls and is holding us in some sort of fixed agreement. 
And I also feel like in order for the man that you wanted to step next to you and the man that I am ready to have step next to me, that needed. And I felt this for a long time. I felt this even when I was with Yuri, but I didn't, there wasn't something big I knew needed to happen in order for the energetics to move and shift and, and change and and you were like, yeah, in the beginning, like, uh, there was so much I was feeling for you and with you of, like, a moments I was fucking repulsed by you because you reminded me of my ex and I didn't trust you. And then other moments I really saw how supportive you were. I saw how much love you two both had. I wanted to be so happy for you. I was happy for you. I was also sad for myself. Like, there was so much that happened in that period of time. And now we're one big... Tantric <laughs> family. family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of evolved to this point of where we are now, where we're all sitting with crystals next to our yonis and lingams and uh, <laughs> sitting in this big bell tent, which is my roommate's um, bell tent uh, on this weekend, this nature naturalistic nudist park in France on a weekend getaway of amazing rituals and tantric soundtracks mm. so that we sweep away our neighbors and create a radius of space. <laughs> tantric soundtracks, I love that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Literally every neighbor has left the premises yeah. after yeah. one night standing next to us. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of love. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I feel like this is kind of this this beautiful, like just as before we were setting up for this podcast, I was telling Michelle, like he's such an enhancement, I feel, in, in our relating and in our being and both personally and professionally and sexually also, you know, all the ways. Like I really see you as someone who didn't come to take away. Um, and in a moment of my period of my life, um, and I think even we can both relate to this feeling of taking away, whereas Sophie, for you, my roommate and close friend now, kind of felt like I was, she was, I was being taken away by her. I remember you saying those words to me, and there was a lot of animosity and resentment there, and I also had, I never felt really, I could see the consciousness that you weren't taking anything away, so I didn't have that story, but I did feel like you were one of the main reasons, which was what I knew she wanted for so long, so I was so happy for you, but you were one of the main reasons of why it was so different in our dynamic, which I also knew. I always had this bigger level of awareness, which is why I think I could move through it more easy than than you did because you were so deep in, in the childhood wound of being left and abandoned. And now I see even more so just how much of an enhancement you are with even setting up for this podcast and the photo shoot we did yesterday and how you can really bring in so much healing. I've seen so much healing um, in Alva uh, since relating with you. And I felt that from the very beginning. I said, regardless of what happens, he's going to support you in healing, support your relationship with your body in many ways. I could feel that. Like regardless of what happens between you two, I could feel there is a deep level of support and I feel she supported you in, in really beautiful ways of stepping up and take, claiming more space and owning more of your sense of worthiness as a man in this world and you've really supported her and feeling like yeah she can let go hmm. a little or maybe a lot and and I really feel that your presence has brought a lot of joy and a lot of support both structurally and emotionally and 
Yeah, seeing you guys on Instagram doing your rituals and your ceremonies, which is what we used to do, and and having someone, yeah, really being that masculine has been supportive, not just for her, but I feel like in this now beautiful constellation of Beyond All Boxes, best friends, lovers, partners in crime, co-creators of magic and ritual and any other label that you want to create, we can embody and dance around it all and... Yeah. Just yeah. a little moment of saying thank you for really seeing and appreciating me. Mm. These words really, really hit home. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we, we, we've ever spent uh, this much time also together mm. and to really uh, speak out these words to mm. each other really, mm. really means a lot. Mm. So thank, thank you for that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> immediately have the urge to say things back like oh and you've also <laughs> done this and this and you're that to me and I'm not in that space at mm-hmm. the time and that will mm-hmm. come for sure mm-hmm. and now that's that's also the story of my well not the story it's like difficult to receive mm. so I'd like to honor this moment so thank you and I'll really taking that in yeah hey, hey. Yeah, I want to celebrate that we get to do this like Mm. part of our journey as leaders, as embodied leaders, is that Mm. we get to do this on a podcast and we get to have Mm. this really deep, real, raw, heartfelt transmission, share of love and appreciation and our experiences through the form of media that will hopefully touch other people's lives in many different ways Mm. and, and show them what's possible. Yeah, and also showing that not everything went over roses. No. Because sometimes I feel that that is, yeah, part of this big illusion of that our life is, yeah, only rainbows and butterflies, but the opposite is true. Yeah. Like the highs are so high because the lows are also so low. Yeah. And we've been, we've been through the deep to the, yeah, to the dark, to the... Messy. Messy and sorrow and the grief and the, yeah, extreme pains, extreme pains in moments. Yeah. And not just been, it, and things like that will still continue. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not like once you're there yeah. at this level, then everything, <laughs> it will get better because you learn to love the tears. Yeah. Love the tears better and, and be more support towards each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. What you're talking into, I think. A lot more people already see more more realness and rawness in what we bring out on, yeah. on, on social media. Yeah. And I think we can bring even more of reality yeah. of what it truly is like to be in these vulnerable states, which mm. we all are. Yeah. And social media is so filled with like this amazing, gorgeous, gorgeous content of people who uh, only show the best parts of their lives. And mm-hmm. let's be real people. Mm. Let's show the vulnerable parts. Mm. Yes, we really need that to feel human again. Yeah, and I yeah. just want to speak into that. I feel like you've really brought so much more of that into Ava's life. Mm. Like I've seen such a huge transformation in her coming even more closer mm. home to who she is and feeling safe to be exactly who she mm. is in many different ways. Not just through socials, but just in every way in which shape and form. And I really love that. Really love that you bring that quality to her. And uh, mm. that she gets to land more deeply home in, in 
the magical creature that she is, El Natural, in all the ways and shapes and forms. Mm. Just celebrating all of us for Mm. this journey Mm. and being here Mm. together and choosing this path. This tantric, wild, crazy, amazing, incredible, deep, soul-expanding, mind-blowing journey. It's been a journey. It's been an absolute journey. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, and more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we will continue to share our lives. Um, If you are perhaps new to the podcast, you definitely want to share or follow us for more of these updates because podcasts happen whenever I feel inspired, which is, yeah, I mean, I feel inspired often, but the timetable is often where I'm off. Um, but you can follow us on Instagram. I will put the Instagram handles in the show notes. The Instagram for Ava is intimate with Ava. The Instagram for Michelle is Michelle, no, inspired by being. And then the Instagram for me is the Amanda Bickham. And I would love to hear from you. So if this was touching you in some way, please reach out. Please share it with us on the gram. If there are things that you want to hear, stories, pieces of our relating that you're that you would love to know more about, or you struggle with, or anything like yeah, I'm a generator, so I am inspired by your requests, um, and I like to respond to things of that nature. So please feel free to reach out. Um, you can work with us in many different ways, but Instagram is just going to be the best way that you can see our in-person journeys, our online journeys, and everything else in between. I'd like to thank my special guests. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here, for yes. creating this time and space, for being real, raw, and authentic. And thank all of you who are listening with a deep bow mm. and lots of gratitude. Mm. Hey, Tantric Breath. <laughs> <laughs>